0: The Laker front office has done a complete 180 this offseason, signing almost all of their players to multi-year deals. Now, what does this mean for the future of the Purple and Gold? Do they want to go into this season ensuring some continuity moving forward? Or do they have a bigger game plan and something bigger up their sleeves? Let's break it all down. What's up, Laker fam? Welcome to the Laker Hand podcast. I am your host, of course, Laker Hand. I am joined by the one, the only, my favorite co-host in the entire world, Laker Dad. Dad, the big story uh, the last couple days was the Lakers offered Jared Vanderbilt a contract extension four years, $48 million. I, for one, love this sighting. I love it. But the bigger thing here is now the Lakers have essentially all of their players, aside from Torrey and Prince, on these multi-year deals. What do you make of this? Because this is something that is completely different than what the Lakers have been doing really the last decade.
1: Yeah, Hannah, nothing has frustrated me more over the last 10 years in the constant one-year veteran minimum contracts the team has handed out to almost everybody. There's been no continuity on this team. Every year, it's like an entire new roster. And I've always thought it was ill-advised. But, you know, I think the, the plan was, the, you know, they always wanted to keep as much cap space available in case somebody unexpected came along in the free agency market the next summer. But it hasn't worked. It's been a disaster. You know, I think we see the best teams, the most successful teams around the league have continuity from year to year, and it looks like the Lakers finally have that. I'm very pleased about it. However, Hannah, I think the Lakers might have something else up their sleeve.
0: Yeah, you know, I mean, obviously, like you just mentioned, it's been so frustrating year after year just having – essentially an entirely new team because everyone knows that if you're really going to you know compete for a championship you have to have team chemistry and that takes time to build and I'm actually very surprised by how quick we were able to get it this past season after making all those moves at the trade deadline but of course that's a, a big rarity and you know we saw the Denver Nuggets win the NBA championship and that's a team that's been together for years Uh, you know they have great chemistry and just year after year it was signing these random players to one-year deals in hopes that of course like you said someone better would come along but this year you know a completely different story obviously it started you know when we re-signed some of our players uh that we had last season um including austin reeves giving him a four-year deal really giving him a three-year deal of course d'angelo russell has that two-year deal um signing gabe vincent three years cam reddish two years jackson hayes two years um And now Vanderbilt, four years. And then, of course, uh, re-signing and giving AD that big contract extension as well. So, listen, the Lakers have learned hopefully from their their past mistakes and see that this team is a very talented team and listen at the end of the day it probably won't get that much better than this team so I know a lot of my Laker fam is very excited that we're going into this season with more continuity and guys can kind of understand that this could be the team for the future but dad like you just raised that question is that really the Lakers you know game plan is to have this team be our future for the next few years or do they want to go out and, you know, use these longer term contracts in order to match a salary to go get another big superstar lately? And we actually did a podcast on it. Um, I think it was last week. Giannis has been thrown into the mix. We all know that Giannis is not really happy with the, the Bucks front office. Obviously, they had a very disappointing postseason. He's reportedly interested in maybe leaving and the Lakers are reportedly, of course, these are all rumors, no one knows for sure, but at the top of his list.
1: Yeah, Hannah, um, I'm not sure what this means, but the worst that it means, the worst that it can mean is that the Lakers are going to have continuity. I remember... At the end of last year, D'Angelo Russell was asked, "Why do you think the team has done so much better since the trade deadline?" And his answer was, "You know, in a se- in a sense, we've done much much better. But you should see what we could do if we just had a training camp and another season together under our belt." Well, I guess the front office listened to D'Angelo Russell, heard what he said, and agreed with him because we certainly have a lot of continuity. But I'll be honest with you, and I heard about all these long term deals. My first thought was, "The Lakers." are positioning themselves to, to make a big trade at some point, maybe later this season, maybe next offseason, because, you know, you need those contracts to match the salary of a star who's making 40 to $50 million a year. You know, I, I kind of thought in the back of my mind that that's what the Lakers are thinking.
0: Yeah, you know, I mean, either way, though, it's a win-win for the Lakers because, like you said, worst-case scenarios, now we're just going into this season with, you know, guys who, you know, some continuity, consistency, and I'm personally really excited because, like I mentioned earlier in this podcast, when you think about it, it really is crazy what this Lakers team did because, dad, not only did they not have a training camp, because again, we pretty much had an entirely new roster at the trade deadline after making so many moves. I think we had, what, eight new guys that we got at the trade deadline last season. So, When you think about what the Lakers did with not only not a training camp, but pretty much not even many practices under their belt, it truly is amazing. You know, Western Conference Championship. So they also made some moves this offseason that I think got them even better. You know, they re-signed all the players they needed to re-sign, but then they addressed their weaknesses, got some better shooters, obviously got younger, got more athletic um, you know got some some more wing players so I personally am really excited going into this season so even if the Lakers do just ride it out with this team and that is their their big kind of game plan is to give this team some consistency in another season under their belt and I for one am in fully support of that and I know a lot of my Laker fam is as well you know I talk to you guys on on Twitter and I ask you whenever the Lakers make a move and you guys have been thrilled with all of these signings and I don't really think there's anyone out there who would be upset with these signings but dad you know obviously I mentioned Giannis um who else do you think if the Lakers were to to make a trade you think it's too early to see they just want to kind of keep that flexibility open but besides I guess Giannis do you think the Lakers have another guy that they maybe think they could potentially get with these the uh making these trades
1: Well, Hannah, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty going around in the NBA right now because of Damian Lillard and James Harden in particular. Those two shoes uh, still have not dropped. Nobody quite knows how that's going to play itself out. Um, Frankly, I think if the 76ers lose James Harden, uh, and don't get back something very significant, which it doesn't appear that they're going to be able to because there isn't like a, a huge demand for James Harden out there. I think Joel Embiid uh, may not be long for the Philadelphia world. And I could maybe foresee him uh, becoming available or demanding a trade at some point in time. You know, aside from that, it's it's hard to know. We've, we've still got the two guys in Chicago, uh, Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan. Many people thought that one or both of them would be gone by now. They're both still there. Uh, but if the Bills have another underwhelming season like they did last year, who knows what's going to happen at the trade deadline this year? Um, you know, so there, there's guys like that, Hannah, who I have in mind. I think the Lakers are, are happy to roll with this team and see how it goes, and I think they're optimistic. But I think they've positioned themselves now that if it doesn't go quite as well as they expected, they've got the salaries to use in a trade.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, it really is a win-win situation because either they continue with this team, and it's a great team. It's a really deep team. Honestly, Dad, we've been talking all week. How the heck are the Lakers going to even find minutes for all these guys? I mean, they're going to have to... I mean, I like it because it motivates every single player to have to bring their A game every single night because if not, they can be replaced. And then obviously, it gives us you know, some security in case LeBron and AD, of course, have to take some time off. But, you know, at the end of the day, win-win situation because either they continue to roll with this team, which I think this team could really make some waves and be a really, really tough team to beat this season, or they're able to uh, trade some of these pieces and go out and get another superstar, which would be, you know, great as well. So obviously, I just think the Lakers are in a win-win situation. I am so excited for this season only a couple weeks away from from training camp, so things are really going to start picking up here.
1: Yeah, Hannah, here are the players who were on the roster at the end of last year who we did not re-sign this summer. Tell me if you think the Lakers are going to miss any of these players. One is Dennis Schroeder, Lonnie Walker, Troy Brown, Wenyon Gabriel, Malik Beasley, and Mo Bamba. Do you think the Lakers, given who they've signed, are going to miss any of these players?
0: I think the Lakers definitely got much better this offseason in terms of that list I think the only player maybe two players um Dennis Schroeder and Lonnie Walker I think a big uh you know question mark is how does Gabe Vincent play obviously Gabe Vincent played really well for Miami in the postseason but Dennis Schroeder meant a lot to this team dad you know he was one of those guys I forget the exact stat because you know it's been a few months now but if Dennis Schroeder had a twenty-plus point game or more, I think the Lakers were undefeated. Uh, Schroeder was a guy who also just provided so much, you know, tenacity on defense. He's a, a tough guy. He gave his all to this team. He really played through injury. Uh, he really redeemed himself, obviously, last season, and I know that was his goal. So Schroeder is a some a big shoe I think to fill, but I think Gabe Vincent definitely. If he has a season like he did last year, I don't think we will miss Shooter. But of course, we have to see uh, a Vincent do that. And then Lonnie Walker, you know, obviously last season started off the season as being our probably arguably third best player. Then, of course, found himself out of the rotation, but then had some really big games for us in the postseason. Obviously, can be a, a tremendous shooter. So again, I think when you're looking at the list of players that the Lakers lost versus the list of players that the Lakers gained. I like the guys that we signed better. However, I think Schroeder and Lonnie Walker could potentially be missed, um, depending on how some of our newer guys play.
1: Look, with the exception of Mo Bamba and Malik Beasley, neither of whom made any contribution last season. Bamba, because he was hurt, and Beasley, because he just couldn't make a basket. He, he just played very poorly when he came to the Lakers. The other four guys, Dennis Schroeder, Lonnie Walker, Troy Brown, and Wenyan Gabriel, all made nice contributions last year at certain points of the season but none of them was all that consistent with the possible exception of Schroeder so Lonnie Walker and Troy Brown and Wenyan Gabriel they made good contributions solid players but probably you know were replaced with better people this summer Dennis Schroeder as you said he's the wild card here I don't want to get too enamored with the fact that he just you know won FIBA with Team Germany he's always been a great international player Um, But you're right. I mean, he did contribute certain things last year that were very valuable. He was a key contributor in the playoffs more than any of the other guys. But the experts seem very happy with Gabe Vincent. uh, And, you know, there's every reason to believe that he might be even better than Dennis Schroeder. We're just going to have to wait and see. But that's the one guy.
0: Yeah, I completely agree with you. And I think most Laker fam listening would as well. Um, But Laker fam, that is... Going to really wrap up this show. Obviously, uh, like I said, couple weeks away from training camp, media day. Things are really going to start to pick up here. So thank God. Looks like we made it through another off season. It's been an exciting off season, but buckle up because the season is fast approaching. But of course, I want to hear from you guys. What do you think of the Lakers doing a complete 180 to their game plan in the past and ensuring that they have some continuity moving forward, uh, re-signing and making sure that a lot of their guys, pretty much every guy on the roster actually has a multi-year deal? Do you like it? Do you think the Lakers want to ride out with this team long-term? Or do they think that they want to use these players' contracts to potentially go out and make a big trade for another star? Let me know. You can tweet me. My Twitter is at Hannah underscore Kulik. And of course, you can also always message me on Instagram. My Instagram is at Hannah Rose Kulik. Until next time, like your hand and Laker daughter out. Bye, everyone.